right, let's pray before we go into the word this morning. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I thank you right now, Lord, that even as we sit under the teaching of your inspired word this morning, I thank you right now, Lord, that you have prepared our hearts to a place where we are ready to receive that which you have to speak to us this morning. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that every ear is attentive, every heart is open. And Father, I thank you that heaven's throne room is listening, Lord, this day. As your children, Lord, this morning, Lord, sit at your feet. And Father, receive that which you have to speak this morning. I thank you right now, Lord, even as your children have come, Lord, just to seek, Lord, you this morning. And Father, hear your voice. I pray that you would speak this morning for your children are ready to receive that which you have to say. In everything that we do this morning, Lord, may it bring glory and honor to you and to you alone. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, you can just get ready that Ephesians chapter 1. And this morning, uh, I want to speak to you, and I want to, over the next couple of weeks, I'd, I'd like to take you on a journey. Can you believe we've got probably, what, five weeks before we close off 2019, and we get ready to step into 2020? And I want to, uh, I purpose in my heart, as I, I'm led by the Spirit of God, to, to take you on a journey and get you ready for what's coming, or whatever you trust in God for 2020. And I believe that, and I know some of you have got great plans Great dreams, great vision for 2020, but um, I believe that God will prepare you and get you ready when you step into it, that you'll step into the perfect time and the perfect will of God. So this morning, I'd like to speak to you about the, uh, the God of exceeding greatness, the God of exceeding greatness. This morning, <laughs> how many of you had a, uh, had a bad start to today? Anybody had a bad start to today? One, two, three, four. Four people. Praise God, the rest of you had a good start to today. But when we start to speak about the exceeding greatness of our God that we serve, you see, we all start to visualize and we think that everything happens according to how we want it to. We, we set out a, a system, systematically A, B, C, D, E, F, G. This is how our life's going to go. And all of a sudden, something happens and, 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 and the devil throws you a curveball. Or maybe it's not even the devil. Maybe something just goes wrong and it throws you completely off, off track. And, and then we start to wonder, do we really serve a God of greatness? Do we serve a God of exceeding greatness? And uh, how can things go this way? And this morning was one of, probably one of the worst Sunday mornings I've ever had. This Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, Oliver hasn't been well for a couple of days. He's been running a fever. Last night he hasn't slept very well. This morning, you know, when he's not well, he's clingy. He's all over me and, and, and Jen and doesn't want to let go. Now you're trying to get ready. And, and, and he doesn't want you to get ready. He's holding on to you and, he, uh, and you can't just get going. And then I go to the cupboard and I'm looking for one of my ties and I open the cupboard and I, and I get the tie and I'm running around. Now he's crying, he's hanging onto my leg. And then I go down to get my shoes and I don't realize I leave the cupboard open and I smack my head right into the cupboard door. And it's still A now on this side here, there's a little lump on, on this side here. And then you try trying to get ready, and then you then then Chandra is not well. You know, Chandra helps us on a on a Sunday morning, and I know he's recovering. He normally goes and fetches our our, our family from the Bella Vista home, and he's, he asked me to please tell you all that he loves you all. And unfortunately, he didn't want to see all of you in church next week with chicken pox, so that's why he didn't come and fetch you today. So he's recovering. So I said, okay, it's fine. I'll come and fetch you today. I said I'll drive and come and fetch you today, and uh, I'll get to the church. And, uh, and then I needed just to go and fetch one of the three things. And then I get a phone call from Dudley. Dudley Gates phones me and he says, Pastor, you won't believe this. I'm stuck. <laughs> so I say, where are you stuck, Dudley? I'm here by the engine garage in Breckenhurst. 
He's more stressed. He's not worried about his car broken down, okay? He's more worried about he's going to break his five-year unbroken record of being in church. He's never missed a Sunday service. Now he's more worried about being in church because he's never missed a service. So I said to uh, Dali, don't worry, I'll come and fetch you. Now I'm worried about our family at Bella Vista because they're now going to worry we're not coming to fetch them because of the time. They know what time we're coming to fetch them. So praise God, Brother John says, you know, I'll fetch them. But he needs the vehicle, so I need to go fetch Dudley and his family. So I get to Dudley, and here's he's standing there. He's had a, a setback in the morning. So he gets into the car, and now we're driving to church. And then he starts to shout, his morning started. And he says, now, you know, we left home this morning. And Charlene, you know, while we were driving out, you know, I'm, I'm using their terms now. Charlene says, sweetheart, because <laughs> that's what she calls him. Sweetheart, I left my watch at home. I forgot my watch at home. <laughs> So Dudley has to now circle around the block, and as he gets closer to the house, he says, Oh, sorry, I got my watch with me. <laughs> and then he, drives, <laughs> then he drives past the house, and he says, Oh, sweetheart, I left my money at home. <laughs> so he goes back home to get his money. And he gets his money, and now he's driving to church, and his car breaks down in Brackenhurst. So we're already halfway to the church. And he turns back and he says, sweetheart, I think I left my wallet in the car. <laughs> and he says, I think I've got it with me. And then he looks at her, no, yeah, I left it, definitely left it in the car. And you see how life just turns in a different direction. You were so focused this morning, you got up, you got yourself ready, you thought you'd come into church, and you thought you worked out everything that was going to go according to your plan. What happens when it doesn't? You know, uh, yesterday we had our men's closing event, and thank you to all the guys that were here. Man, we had a great time yesterday. Great fun, great fellowship, great food. Thank you to all the guys that were here. And we spent some time chatting with one another and getting into each other's space. It was such a great bond with the guys that were here yesterday. And not only with the guys that I was speaking with yesterday, but when you start to speak to people, especially at this time of the year, uh, it's amazing how we start off every November, December, when we're going through, when we get to January, we say that this is going to be the greatest year. And I, I don't have to live, look around you because I can see the smiles on your faces when you, when you stepped into 2019. You said, I'm glad. I'm so glad that 2018 is gone behind me. And I'm now stepping into 2019. And then now you're in November in 2019 and the same words echo again. It says, man, I wish I never was in 2000. I can't wait to get into 2020. Isn't it amazing? Every year we get caught with that. Every year we find ourselves looking forward to the next year, looking forward to the following year that's coming because we just have this perception or this thought that next year is going to be a greater year. Now, I, I, I don't want to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to be negative in the sense to tell you that you know, nothing bad is going to happen in 2020. But you see, if we get ourselves to a place where we prepare ourselves for what's coming, we would handle those situations much better. But you see, we go into a new season, into a new year, uh, deceiving ourselves and thinking everything is going to be great. And praise God if it does. But if you don't program yourself to accept the negative things that come with the positive things and how to deal with negative things as much as you have the positives, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Then you're setting yourselves up for disappointment. Now you, need to, you and I need to understand that in every year that we go through, 
we might we would be naive or we would uh, you know we, we would really be deceived to think that everything is going to be great if we thought that the bible would never said to us that in this world we're going to have pressure they never said that we're going to face tests and trials and, and tribulations are going to come our way it would have never said that to us but we need to embrace the bad with the good we need to take hold of the negative things that, that we've gone through in life and all the disappointments and the hurt and the pain that we've gone through. And we need to learn from that so we can take it into a new season and not make the same mistakes again. And we need to also embrace the good things that we have and realize that as much as God has blessed us with the good things that He's got better for us and bigger for us. So we need to know how to handle both situations because the more we want the good and we discard the bad, we set ourselves up for failure. And that's why every year we find ourselves, especially at this time of the year, not, I can't wait for this year to be over. I heard it multiple times. 2019, the same guys I think that came and told me they can't wait to get out of 2018 now say they can't wait to get out of 2019 to get into 2020. I, we, we, we haven't had such a great year as well. And I'm, I fall into the same category as you where we've had a lot of negatives, a, a lot of disappointments. But you see, you still got five weeks to go before the year is over. A, a lot of you would like to jump the queue. Isn't it? Now they got these things when you fly, the queue jump. That you can pay a little bit extra and then you don't have to wait in line. You jump the queue and then you can get onto the plane earlier. And I, the other day I was sitting there and I thought, well, why do you want to jump the queue? You're still going on the same plane. You're still going to get to the same destination. You're still going to go on the same seat. So everybody is standing there for an whole hour and the flight is delayed. Now you're standing there and you're frustrated. Just go and take a seat. Enjoy the moment. Look around at the scenery. Look at the guys that are all getting frustrated and you just have the joy of the Lord inside of you and you're just enjoying the moment. You see, we're so frustrated. We get ourselves into a state where we're so frustrated about the things that we can change. That you and I have the ability to change, but we get ourselves frustrated. Just enjoy the moment. I always say this to you. There's no guarantees. Enjoy the moment you're living in right now. Just enjoy the moment that you're living in right now. Treasure what you're living in right now. So 2020 is going to come in five weeks' time. But you can't jump the queue. You can't skip the season that you're going in right now. And maybe you might have a great season for the next five weeks as you step into 2020. And maybe it might not be so bad. You need to position or get yourself to a place where you've, you know that you're prepared to embrace whatever's coming. You're prepared to take hold of whatever's coming and you know how to handle it. So in your Bibles, if you turn to me to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 21. And we know that we serve a God of exceeding greatness, a God of exceeding abundance. But seasons have its time to, to lift you up and seasons have its time to bring you down. But the thing that, that balances the ups and downs in your life is you and I. You and I balance what, what our life carries forward. In Ephesians chapter 1 verses 15, it says, Therefore, I also after I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, it says, Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being, uh, uh, sorry, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope 
of his calling. Watch what he says here. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of the glory may give you the spirit of wisdom. That is the prayer today that I'll bring to you. Is that God will give you wisdom. The God that you and I serve, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, will give us the wisdom and the discernment. Many of us need discernment today to deal with the things that we go through in life. It's not that you can't handle it. Because I believe that God has built every single one of us and He's fashioned every single one of us and He's deposited in us everything that we need to handle the situations that we go through. But we need wisdom from God of how to deal with these situations. And He says that God will give us the wisdom and the revelation in the knowledge of Him and the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. The way we see things. How do we perceive things? You see, when, we had, when I had all those negative things happen this morning, and I'm sure Dudley and Charlene had the, all those things happen, there's a bigger picture to it. There was a greater picture. I knew that there was a, there was, there was a greater purpose of the day. And the day was not confined, or the day wasn't uh, uh, limited to what I was going through. Because there was a greater purpose in the day to getting here into the presence of God. You see, many, of, many times you get so disappointed and so despondent. And maybe some of, some, of, some of you maybe have, have the same experience. You wake up and you hit your head against the cupboard. And now you say, oh, I've got a headache, I can't go to church. Or your car got stuck down the road. And then you left your wallet in the car. And now you thought you can't get to church. But you see, God has already had a plan for you that you would get to where you need to go to. And that's a word for many of us here that are sitting here today. God has got a plan for you. You're on a journey. God is taking you on this journey. And you're going to have some obstacles along the way. You're going to have some disappointments along the way. But the minute you allow your circumstance to dictate to what you're going through, you'll stay where you are. You see, Dudley and Charlene could have stayed where they are in Brackenhurst and waited there for somebody to come, either then being in the presence of God. But you see, when God is taking you on this journey, the circumstances and the challenges that you're facing uh, it, it does not go beyond what God's plan is for your life. Because God will still get you ultimately to where you're going through. And the only time we rob ourselves of that when we make a decision that this is it. We make a decision and purpose in our heart. The circumstances taken over control over and, and uh, taking control, our feelings and our emotions get the better of us. And we're not driven by the purpose and the will of God and what God is speaking and the wisdom and the direction and, the, and our eyes are being opened and enlightened by Him today that we can see the bigger picture. I want to say for those of you who had dreams and visions for 2019 that hasn't come to pass yet, don't ever give up on it. Don't ever quit. Maybe 11 months of the year has already gone by and you've had your plan set out and in January when I share, shared vision with you, and, we, and you wrote down the vision and you made it plain and you put it in your room and you look at this and you say, wow, nothing's happened. Does that necessarily mean it's not going to happen? Absolutely not. Because the God that you're serving today is faithful. And we're going to share some of this other stuff with you this morning. Never ever give up on your dreams. If you prayed and you trusted God and you know that whatever you trust in God for lines up with the will of God, you never quit on your dreams. You never give up on it. And sometimes we want it to happen between January and December in 2019. What if God just says to you this morning, Mariska, what if He just says to you, Mariska, if you just hold on, I'll give it to you in January 2020. You see, because many times we step away and walk away and we give up on it because it hasn't happened in that time frame. And God is saying, just take a little bit more. Just hold on just a little bit more. 
Because he is faithful. He is true to his word. And God will give you the wisdom and he will open up the eyes of your understanding. He will enlighten you that you may know the hope of his calling and what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. And he says, and what is the exceeding greatness? This is what I want to speak to you about the morning. This morning is the exceeding greatness of the God that you and I serve. Right now you may feel abandoned, but his exceeding greatness is going to take over what you're going through this morning. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? How many of you are believers here this morning? Every single one of us sitting in this room are believers. Yeah, Ephesians 1 says to us, what is the exceeding greatness? This is the exceeding greatness of God towards you and I. Because we are children of God. We are called according to his purpose. He says to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. The key in that entire scripture, according to the working of His mighty power. Not ours, not yours, not mine. It's nothing to do with me. It's got nothing to do with you. Look at the person next to you today. Say, did you know? It was never about you. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. It was never about you. It actually was never about me. It was all about Him. According to His power. That works within you and I. You see, when we start to think that way, when we start to remove ourselves from the equation, that it has nothing to do with you and I, but everything to do with God, then we start to step into that inheritance, that exceeding, exceeding, exceeding greatness that he has for you and I. Because the Bible clearly tells us here, to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which works in Christ, which has raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and, and, and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. The Bible says that the same power that works in Jesus Christ, that has raised him up above every principality, whatever you're going through, principality, powers, whatever you're going through today, he has gone through it and you're going to get through it. Nothing is going to overtake you. Power and might and dominion. Every name has to bow to his name. The name of Jesus Christ this morning. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7 says, that in the ages to come that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ, Christ Jesus. God wants to show us, every one of us this morning, his exceeding greatness. He wants to demonstrate that to you and I. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 20 and 21 says, Now to, who he, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3 says, Now unto him. Now unto him. I'm glad nowhere in the Bible it says to, it refers to you and I. Now unto you and I who is able. Because without him we've made it without God on our side. The Bible says that now unto him. Who's him? God. Now unto him who is able, not who might do, not if for some reason, if he thinks it's fit to do it, but now unto him who is able, which means he's covered every single thing, to do exceedingly, 
Not just the normal things in life that you trust in God for. Not just the day-to-day runnings of your life. Now unto him is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you and I could think or ask. How many of you are looking for exceedingly, abundantly, greatness that's coming over your life? Maybe now, maybe next year, maybe the year over. Every single one of you should be hoping and trusting God for that because this is a God that wants to give it over to you this morning. But you see, if we want to get into a place of understanding God's exceeding greatness, you need to position yourself so you are in a perfect place to understand the exceeding greatness of God. You need to be focused. You need to know where you're going. You see, you have to have direction in your life. Because you, you, need, to be, you need to channel your life or be positioned of where you're going so you're not distracted. To know that you're going to walk into the perfect will of God. Because there are so many distractions that are out there this morning. There are so many things that will lure you away from the things of God. You need to keep your eyes fixed. That's why I said that enlighten us. Pray that God enlighten you. Open the eyes of our understanding that we may see Him for who He is. And never be distracted by what we see. There's too many distractions out there. We need to come in alignment with the things of God. God is getting you ready for the next level. Many of you here today, God is getting you ready for the next level. You may think, Pastor, you don't know what I've gone through this year. You know, I've been through so much of persecution and, and trouble in my life. I've never had a job for the whole year. My finances have been depleted. I'm in arrears with my bond. My family is falling apart. You say, everything is going wrong in my life. And you're telling me, Pastor, that God wants to take me to the next level? Absolutely. You see, we, we get so deceived by the fact that when everything is going great, that God is in total control. What happens when everything is going wrong? As we shared, you're going to have pressures in this world. You're going to have trials. You're going to have tests. As a matter of fact, the, it, it, when, you, when you're going through testings in your life, you need to know that you are in the will of God. Because the enemy wants to break you, wants to take you down. But God is getting you to the next level and you need to be prepared. You see, you can't get to the next level unless you're ready to get to the next level. And God is already preparing that place for you so you can step into the next level. But you and I need to be prepared for that. We can't live like we were living in 2018 expecting to go into 2020. So you have to prepare yourselves and get ready for that. Get up to the next level. But you see, many of us want the next level, but we don't want the challenges that come with the next level. And we always say this, bigger levels, bigger devils. You're ready to fight some bigger devils, you need to climb. You want to go to the next level, get ready to fight some bigger devils. Higher levels call, calls on, 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 on commitment and, and, and standing and sticking it in, even when you're going through a tough time. But you see, we're all idling in this, in this mode and we're expecting God to take us to the next level. I said to the guys on Wednesday night, I was, I was traveling with a, with a gentleman this week and he, he, was, he was driving his car and his car was a six forward, six speed, manual. And he was in number five. And he was like looking around and we were busy talking and he was to be talking about, you know, moving to next levels and whatever. And he says to me, something's wrong here. Something's not right. And I said, yeah, you're in number five. You need to engage into number six because you, you're over-revving your engine. You see, that's what we're doing. We're engaged in, in the, if I could bring it down to plain terms, we are over-revving. You're at a place where you're over-revving and God says, engage. Next year, shift. Many of us need a, a shift so God can take you into the next level. And you're over-revving. And what happens when you, for those of you who know mechanics, if you put a car in that gear long enough and you over-rev it, what happens? 
You're going to break something, isn't it? Something's going to break. Something's going to give way. So you need to get ready to shift. Tell your husband or your wife, get ready to shift. Tell the person next to you, get ready, there's a shift coming. Shifting is good. You need to create a shift in your life so God can take you to the next level. God is a God of the supernatural, man. We need to trust God for great things. God is a God of the supernatural. So I'm going to give you some keys this morning. Okay? I'm going to give you seven keys this morning as you trust God for the God of the supernatural this morning. The God of exceeding greatness over your life. And these keys, if you put these keys into practice, I guarantee you because I believe this is what God's given me to give you this morning, that 2020 will be a much greater year. Yes, it will come with its fair share of challenges, but it will be a much greater year. So seven keys I'm going to give you this morning. The seven Ps. Okay? I'm going to give you seven Ps this morning. I'll give them to you and then I'll break them down. Number one, the first P is promise. Number two, the second one is prayer. Number three, the third one is praise. The fourth one, positive or positivity. Number five, proclamation. Number six, purity. And number seven, which most of you didn't want me to put in today. <laughs> patience. We don't like that word patience. The first one, number one, promise. Today I come to reassure you that God will always keep His promise. His promises are true. His promises are yes and amen. If God said it, He will do it. God's promises you need to hold on to this morning as you're getting ready to gear up and to shift into a next season. Hold on to the promises of God. Numbers chapter 23 verses 19 says, God is not human that He should lie. Not a human being that He should change His mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? God always keeps his promise. Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55 verses 11 says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God sent your word. You see, when you put your... I, I'm sure when every one of you put your vision together this year when you started in January, you prayed about it, didn't you? You seek God. You never just went and said, okay, this is my vision, put it up. You prayed, this is what you should do. You should pray, you should bring your vision before God. You should bring all the desires, the goals that you have, bring it before God. And the Bible says that when God, when God is orchestrating what's happening in your life, it will come to pass. He said it, He will do it. Whatever you desire today, I want to tell you that God will bring it to pass. Romans chapter 4, verses 17 to 21. He says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom we believe. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Were, that, sorry, that were not. This is speaking about Abraham and Sarah. And when God makes a promise to you. See, some of you think my promise is dead already. It's dried up. 
There's nothing that can happen to me, but the promise is long gone. No, when God has made his promise to you, this is the same as he's done with Abraham and Sarah, where he said he'll make him a father of many nations. Even though in the natural, when it didn't look like it was going to happen, guess what? The God of exceeding greatness pours out over you. It will come to pass. God keeps his promise. The second one, prayer. Prayer is the key to your breakthrough. To experience impossible becoming possible, you must be a, a man or a woman given to prayer. You have to be caught up in prayer. The Bible tells us that we need to pray without ceasing. We need to be fervent in our prayer. James chapter 5 verses 16 to 18 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Now, every single one of you before said to me that you're a believer, isn't it? You're a child of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, isn't it? You are righteous. There we say it says here, the prayer of a righteous person, which is you and I, the children of God, is a powerful, is powerful and effective. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always. Always, at all times, rejoice. Not only when things are going good, rejoice at all times. You see, your prayer life is not only given to when times are great or when times are bad. Because many of us only go into our prayer closets when things are bad. And when many of us go and give God thanks when things are good, and in between we don't even worry about it. So prayer, we're given to pray at all times. Number three, praise. We need to praise God in every situation. Your praise is not compromised in the storms that you're going through. When you're going through difficult times, your praise should not be compromised. If you look at Paul and Silas, when they were in the lockdown state, you see, many of, we find it difficult to get into the presence of God and praise God when we're going through circumstances and challenges in our life. We find it difficult to connect with God. Now, if you go and read the scripture, when Paul and Silas was in prison, they, the Bible says that they locked them in the cell of the cells. So in other words, they locked them down in the darkest, deepest cell that they could be locked down. Now, you and I, in a situation like that, we have a choice. In that lockdown state, we could either let our circumstances get the better of us, or we could let the, the God that we serve they, uh, get the better of us. So Paul and Silas in their lockdown state, the Bible says when they were locked down, tied down, changed down, beaten and, 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 and abused in that state, they decided to do what? Is to praise God. And they started to sing His praises. And the Bible says, and all those shackles start to break loose. And I tell you today, when you start to praise God in your lockdown state, when the enemies brought all these attacks over your life, you start to break some shackles over your life. You start to destroy some yokes over your life. Praise is the key to your breakthrough. Get into that space that you could be like Paul and Silas. You're not, you're not taken by your circumstance and what you're going through, but you're caught up by what God is doing in your life. Psalm 34. Some of us should put the scripture up every single day, wherever we are, where it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Even when my car broke down this morning. I will bless the Lord at all times. 
His praise will continually be on my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. Let me give you, let me help you with the key here because I've, you know, I've, I've lived this, this thing. I've lived the word and I've understood and I've got to a place where I realize that like Dudley and Charlene, can I share with you today? If I speak to you, the car broke down this morning. Okay, you never got to church the way you wanted to get to church. But you're sitting in the perfect will of God right now. And, and where you are right now, you need to remove every distraction from your mind because the enemy will bring these seeds of distraction to try and take you away from what God wants to say to you. But you know what the key is here? Car, we'll deal with you later. You and I need to get to a place where we say, situation, we'll deal with you later. There is time and a place for everything. And your time and your place right now, Carl, is not in my space where I am right now. Because the space that I have right now is only confined and can only accept with me and my God. I only have space for me and my God right now. We'll deal with you later. We'll sort you out later. There is a time and a space for that. Don't ever let your, your, your problems and your challenges step into the space where God has placed you into. There's a time and a place for that. But I choose today that I will bless the Lord at all times. And His praise will continually be in my mouth. Number four. Let's go through this quickly. You have to be positive. You have to be a person that is positive. In this negative world that you're living in and everything that you see, you have to be a person that is positive. You have to believe you have to know that the God that you serve today is going to take you through it. You have to speak positive things. You have to put away all doubt, every negative thought. You have to get rid of all those things. To experience the impossible, to experience exceeding greatness today, you can't be a person that is negative. You can't come into the presence of God this morning and say, I wonder if I'll really get through this year. Don't, this year has been so bad. I don't know whether I'm even going to make it through this year. You can't be a person given to that. But you see, even though you've gone through all the, the harsh stuff in your life, you come in here and you, you walk with your shoulders out high. You're the child of God. And you say, man, I'm coming into the presence of God and I'm going to be positive and I'm going to take what rightfully belongs to me. You've got to get rid of all those negative things. Mark chapter 11 verses 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. Whatever you ask in prayer, you believe that you receive it already. You've asked so many things already for the year. You believed it, isn't it? So why? Why do you have to give it up now? The Bible says if you believe it, you're going to receive it. So whatever you've asked of the Lord this morning, you believe that you're going to have it, it's going to come. Number five. We have to proclaim. You have to proclaim God's victory. To experience the impossible becoming possible, you must boldly proclaim the words. Confess. Let your faith kick into action. Be a person that is confident this morning. The Bible tells us that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. We must speak life over our situations no matter what we're going through. You see, we, we don't understand the, the, the power of our words. Once your words are, are, are released into the atmosphere, it has the potential to produce what you've said it must do. So this morning when you start to speak negative things, you've already cleared your dream yourself. 
You've spoken death over your situation that God had planned for you and that God had blessed you with this morning. When you start to speak death over your situation, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And you and I will eat the fruit of it. So what are you speaking this morning? Speak positive. We need to understand that you and I channel the direction that we're going in. We channel our life by our words. You know a ship? Anybody seen a massive ship? Can you even understand how a massive ship is controlled by a little rudder at the back? That rudder steers, the, 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 the captain of the ship, all he has is a, a steering in front of him. And at the back of the ship, there's a rudder that steers that ship, whichever way it needs to go. A massive ship like that. The massive decisions, the dreams, the goals, the things that you believe in God for is all steered by the words that you speak. Your faith will speak the words that come out of your mouth. What are you speaking this morning over your life? Proverbs chapter 18 verses 21 says, The tongue has the power to life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Number six, purity. In this journey that we're in, we need to strive to live a life that is pure before God. Joshua chapter 3 verses 5, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. Consecrate yourselves. Get yourself in a position where you don't uh, allow the enemy to steal what God's doing in your life. Live a life that is pure and clean before God. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2 says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ears too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that the, he will not hear. Make sure that you and I are living a life that is pleasing in the sight of God, a life of purity. A life that is pleasing in God so God can move and do what he needs to do on your behalf this morning. And the last one, number seven, is patience. The one you've been all waiting for this morning. You couldn't wait to get this one. Patience is one of the keys to success. To experience the impossible becoming possible, we must have patience until the time of fulfillment of God's promise. God has a time for every blessing, children of God. We have to be patient so we can inherit that blessing. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 35 and 36 says, So do you not throw away your confidence. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to uh, uh, persevere so that when you have done all the will, you will receive that which has promised to you. Hebrews chapter 6. We, want to, we do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherited what he has promised. So, and, after, and so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised to him. Patience is the key. You have to hold in there. You have to stick it in there. Pastor, 2016, my vision hasn't come to pass. 2017 hasn't come to pass. 2018, it hasn't come to pass. 2019 is almost gone. Now we're going into 2020. What guarantee do you have, Pastor, that my, that my, my blessing is going to come? That God is going to meet me right where, where I am? That God is going to see me through? That I will see this exceeding greatness of God? The guarantee that I have for you today, that every word in this book is the truth of God's word. God is not a man that he will lie. 
every word that comes out of this book today is God's promise to you and I. You and I need to stand on the promises of God. We need to hold on to what God has told us. You see, the enemy would love you to get to a place where you doubt him, to doubt God. The enemy would love to you to give up. And we always share this like our brother James says, that we count it all joy when you enter into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The testing of your faith. Your faith is going to be tested in this. The testing of your faith produces patience, but says, let patience have its perfect work in you. You know what that's actually saying to you and I? When we can be still and patient enough to let God do whatever He needs to do in our life. In all the times that you've gone through, in all the hardships that you've gone through, that you just sit back and say, Lord, my faith is being tested right now and I'm going to be patient. I'm holding on to you, Lord, and you're going to carry me. So that's why it says, when your faith is being tested and your patience has have its perfect work in you, the Bible says that you will be complete. Complete, and it says that you will lack absolutely nothing. So whatever you've been trusting God for, the Word of God and God's promise says to you today, that you will lack absolutely nothing. That God will complete you. God will take you through whatever you're going through today. And guess what? His promises will be fulfilled over your life. It's not a time for you to give up. It's not time for you to throw in the towel. It's never a time for you to quit. God said it. So be it over you this morning. Amen. Bow your heads and close your eyes. This morning, where you are, as just where you sit, right where you are right now. I know some of us are on a high and some of us are on a low. Some of us had a great year, some of us had not such a great year. Some of us experienced favor, breakthrough, supernatural power of God over our lives. And on the other hand, many of us probably not. Today I want to tell you that God has never abandoned you. He's never left your side. The songwriter writes a song, he says, if he carried the weight of the world upon his shoulders, he's carried the entire weight of the world upon his shoulders, he will carry you. God will carry you through whatever you're going through this morning. This has been a tough year. I think I've done more funerals this year than I've ever done. It's been a challenging year. I've spent more time counseling people and helping people through the hardships that they've been going through in this year, 2019. But you see, to go into the next level, you can't short-circuit the five weeks of the 2019 You have to go through that process of that five-week cycle before you step into 2020. But God wants you to know today, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you faced, your future is going to be much greater than your past. The devil thought he can take you out. He thought he could steal to kill and to destroy from you. 
thought he will mess up your life. He's your lifeline today. He's your lifeline that you hold on to. Your past is not going to dictate to you what your future holds. Your future is in his hands. My prayer for you this morning is in the midst of all the challenges that you've gone through over this year. That you will see through his eyes. The eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. And we will see the exceeding greatness of our God. And his plan and his purpose that he has for you and I. And you will step into the next level. You will step out of a season of dryness, a season of disappointment, a season of discouragement. And you'll step up into the higher calling where God has placed you. Get ready. Get yourself ready. Get focused. Get your mind renewed. Get that passion inside of you and that fire inside of you burning again. Because God wants to do great things in your life. This is not the end. It's the beginning of great things to come over you, over your household, over your business, over your work. It's the beginning of great things to come in your life. God wants to show you today, show forth His faithfulness. Because you're a child of the Most High God. Every one of you stand this morning. Stand, every one of us, stand to our feet. I'm not going to do an altar call this morning. We don't have any visitors. I just feel that I led that I don't need to do it. I feel I need to pray a prayer over you this morning. We're going to need to come up against every high thing that tried to come up against you. We need to come against every disappointment that the enemy has brought over your life. Sickness, hurt, relationships, family, business, work, whatever. Whatever the enemy has brought up against you this morning, we're coming against it right now. And this morning I'm going to pray a prayer. And I pray that as we pray this prayer this morning, that the Lord is going to get you to a place where He's going to gear you up to get ready to step into that next season, that next level, for that shift to come over your life. Raise your hands up high this morning. I pray a prayer corporately over this house right now. Father, in the name that's above every other name, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you this morning. As children of the Most High God, we know, Lord, the enemy's plan is to destroy us, to destroy our lives this morning, to destroy our families, to destroy every work, Lord, that you are performing over our lives. And Father, we stand today, Lord, and we surrender our lives before you right now. I pray, Lord, that everything that the enemy has brought over your children, over every single one of us, Lord, we break, we break it right now in Jesus' name. Disappointments are gone right now, Lord. Heartaches are gone right now. 
Those that are feeling abandoned right now, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord, that abandonment is gone and they sense and feel the love of God over them right now. For those who have gone through dry seasons, seasons, Lord, this morning of lack in their life, where the enemies try to steal, to kill and to destroy, take away their finances, steal the healing power of God over their lives, brought sicknesses over them, their lives. Father, we cancel every work of the enemy over them right now. We take authority over every evil work. And Father, today I pray, even as they stand before you, your children, Lord, in total abandonment, we look at the greatness of the God that we serve. And Father, we surrender to you this morning. We give ourselves over to you this morning. I pray, Lord, right now in the quietness of the hour, you will reassure every single one of your children that the road ahead of them is great. Yes, Lord, we will face some resistance. We'll face some hard times. But Father, we serve a God that said that he'll never leave us, nor will he forsake us. You will carry us through, Lord, this day. We thank you in advance for 2020. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do. And Lord, we give you glory today, Lord, because we know that our future is looking much greater than our past gone behind us. Let your spirit rest over every single one of your children. This morning, I pray, Almighty God, and give them the peace to know that all is well this morning. Even as we close this meeting this morning, oh Lord, I pray. I thank you that we've heard from you. I thank you that we stay connected to you. And I pray even as your children go home this morning, I thank you that they're covered with the blood of Jesus. I thank you that you surround them with your glory and your peace. And Lord, even as we go through this season and this time right now, may you prove yourself to them, Lord, the God that is faithful to a thousand generations. This week will be a week of blessings. This week will be a week of prosperity and peace. As they go right now, I pray that you'll be with them. Rest with them right now, I pray, even until we come again to give you glory and give you thanks. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. Come on, let's give him praise. Amen. 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 Aren't you glad you're going over and you're not going under? God is going to do great things in your life. Keep staying positive. Keep trusting God. Keep the faith and you'll see great things happen in your life. God bless you and we'll see you. Remember Wednesday night, no service. We'll see you on Sunday again.